What up? What up? What up? What up? What up, Testin? This is a test run. What up, Justin? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up, man? All right, this is our test run. We're trying to do this thing remote. Um, I think we have a couple dip, uh, audio difficulties, but we're just gonna see how it goes. So, how's your morning going, bro? Man, pretty good, pretty good, man. Really took the kids out of the house, you know. Give us a little time to see how this podcast go, you know, on the remote side of things, man. So, yeah, test it out, see how, see how it works. Yeah, you know, people do this all the time, and we we just we're gonna figure it out one way or the other. We're gonna figure it out. Um, cool, man. Well, um, the park. How how far is the park away from your home? Uh, probably a mile. Okay. Probably a mile. It's not, it's not far at all. That's yeah. nice. Something yeah, like... They put on a nice, they put on a nice, uh, fireworks display. Okay. For the fourth. Yeah, definitely. Is, is that city park or neighborhood park? Uh, city park. Okay. Yeah, it's not necessarily in the neighborhood or anything. Got a nice, nice, big, huge pond. You got a nice walking track. It has baseball fields, soccer fields, but it doesn't have like a football field. So mm. that's where that's where all the uh, the city kids meet up. For, that's where all their games are going to take place on the baseball side and the soccer side. Things, so. Okay, yeah, nice man. very nice. Son. That'd be something I'd probably, I'd say I'd walk to it all the time. But I got a park right next to me, and I don't even walk to it that much. <laughs> Which is bad, but then but the pond part, man, I would be fishing out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think it's a little bit a little bit too far on the uncomfortable side to walk to it. Me and you, maybe, mm-hmm. but like a whole a whole squad, it'll be like, uh, nah, just 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 get in the car and do that little four minute ride and be done, <laughs> be done with it, bro. What about bikes? Bike? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely bike. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all, as a family, bike ride or wanting to get in a bike ride? Justice and Jai have have bikes. Okay. You know, like I like I said before, and I it could be it could be an excuse, but we're in the transition of the bigger ones doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Justin and Jai got their thing, and then. I drive the trucks or whatever, so it's like a they play outside, cool. You know, the bigger kids may have a guy come over and play a video game or two. It's it's that type of transition of a family, mm-hmm. you know. It just it's, it's a it's a bit different, but yeah, I got it's you. Cool. We, we make it work. Yeah, yeah. I want to get the family bikes because um, we bike together. Maybe a couple, no, well, maybe, I'd say maybe two years, not even really two years while we were here. And, um, mm-hmm. well, we were walking around the neighborhood and there's a little patch of woods and Mia, Mia says there's some bikes in the woods and like they were deep in the woods. I don't know how she saw them. And I was like, nah. So she's like, come here and look. So we looked and somebody like threw some old bikes back there and I was like, dang. And I was like, all right, if these bikes are here tomorrow, they mine. And nobody's property in the woods, so next day me is like, let's go walk and see if those bikes are there. And sure enough, they were there. Um, 
So there was two bikes in the woods. One was mine. One was was Boogie's, like rusted chain and everything. I cleaned them up a little bit, just enough to ride, but it wasn't like a great ride. So I had bike. Sean had a bike, and Sean's bike we actually called the crackhead bike because it was literally crackhead, bro. You change the gears, that chain's coming off. You ride that thing in one gear. And um, me, I had a new bike. I went and got Nina one. So we rode around a couple years, which is cool. And then my bike and his bike, which are just old, they just couldn't do it anymore. So we're just that we're, we're without bikes again. And Nina's bike, I kind of left outside inside of the house. It's kind of messed up now too. So, so gotcha. yeah, it's a cool thing to do though, as a family. It's a cool thing. But bikes yeah, well, are expensive, bro. They're stupid expensive right now. Yeah, you know, I think we we gotta be mindful of the. The start and start, the stop and start of, of, of projects. You know, you 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 lucked up and got some hardware for free. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I could just imagine if you bought four bikes at one time. Yeah, I wouldn't have done the, that. The ticket on that alone for something, and somebody said, "Hey, well, you know what? I don't even like bikes no more." A year later, and now you got to find a place to store all this crap. You yep. know, you know, it's just I don't know. I understand, bro. Yeah, man, it's just a part of the of the parenting, the downward slope of the kids growing up. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I think it's a it's a balance. Even when it comes to clothing, these kids, I didn't grow up with the Jordans or the name brand, the heavy heavy name brand. Um, so, if you was to put your son on a two hundred dollar pair of Jordans and his foot is not done growing. He's literally, especially if he's 10 to 12, that's what, a half a school year shoe, maybe? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know. so, and that's one pair. And if that dude doesn't take care, wipe down, soak his strings, shoe strings, if he's playing outside in that shoe, that shoe is done for him. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a saran wrap on that, on, on that, one, that one shoe. So yeah. a lot of these kids don't know nothing about hand-me-downs or Mm-mm. any of that type of life, bro. So. Nah, they don't, bro. They don't know about hand-me-downs or thrift store shoes, bro. Re-threads, bro. Man, I saw a pair of Nikes and damn in re-threads. I was like, I got to yeah. have them. Because I ain't seen no Nikes yeah. in the store because we didn't go to the store to have Nikes. I was like, man, those, you know, there were some beaters, bro. I was like, that's some fire right there. <laughs> you know? So, question, you know, we, we talked about in the last episode about the balance of the parenting. And I, I know you personally, you go all out if you had the means to do it for your kids. Mm-hmm. As, as far as the the price per se, you're not really mindful of it. It's like these are my kids. Hey, we could do it ball out. I get that. But when you do it and like we just talked about and it ran its course of the kid wanting to be excited about said project, how do you balance that as far as I don't do so much the next time or you know, mm. how, how do you deal with that? So you're saying like 
something like something new, like a hobby I'm trying to get the kids into or something, and then doesn't take off like I want it to. Yeah. 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 So how does it go? Oh man. Um I'm guilty about doing the most, I guess. Because when you know, when when I'm trying to get the kids stuff or get them to do something, I mean Nina will tell you, she's like, You're just doing too much and I'm like, Well, we can do it. We have the means to do it. Um probably gonna overdo it a little bit, but man, that just comes from me like not having things like not right you know always wanting things and never getting them uh i mean i'm a, i i got a couple of things i wanted growing up but i'm you know it was it's just so far and few between man um so i go too far and it's like it's almost like i'm trying to live through my kids so when i get their I stuff that. i'm like I i'm like man i can get you all this stuff i can get you all this stuff like like this studio set up like my son's in band and Mia wanted to play with the drums, so I just kind of jumped into this, um, hoping that they would take off with it, and I think it was just too much for them. I mean, this is just a lot of, you it's got, you got to have a lot of know-how to, to do something with this, and I didn't know, I didn't know what to do as far as making music or producing music. I just had some very beginner knowledge about it but nothing where i can sit them down and make it interesting for them so um now i try to think about are they really going to be about it are they really going to use it and if they don't can i sell it Mm. yeah (laughs) which is pretty sad bro but you know it's like man when you when your kids get older i mean you know, you have all these birthdays and it's growing up and you just buy them stuff. You're just buying, buying stuff. And it's kind of like you get to a point where like, they don't really need anything, you know? So we're, we're just buying stuff to say, we just bought them something for, for their birthday yeah. or for Christmas or something. And it's like, you know, they'll like things, but you know, I understand why, why parents do the thing of, you know, they buying their, their kids clothes and, underwear and stuff that they need because they're actually going to need and use that but i don't know nowadays kids man if, if they're not really into something and you can't really see that they're really like wanting to make something their hobby you're taking that risk of be, being a bus you're just buying it just to buy it well check this out you know we share how we grew up and like you said living through your kids and maybe I may not have the means, per se, to go all out for mine, you know, and I got four. So, but the moment I do and I get burnt, I turn into that guy nobody wants to be around. Okay. So, for- I don't know. We had a blip. I don't know. So, I'm going to work through. Anyways, you turn into that guy that nobody wants to be around. Yeah, like, say, for instance, <laughs> my son. This say it was a year ago. It was his birthday. And I'm thinking, man, I need to be working out. And how could I get him involved? So I went and bought. I went to Academy, and, I'm, and I saw it on the Internet, like the, the, the speed bag. So mm-hmm. you run it to the wall in the garage and all that stuff. I'm like, cool, man, we could do the speed bag. And I got the little the push-up things where, you you know, you push up and they, and they twist. And I got that. And. A couple other things, 
And I said, man, we could just turn it, just turn the garage out. I had it, you know, half man cave anyway, you know, and TVs on the wall and stuff, and we could work out. Mm-hmm. And he was turning 16, and I get this for him. And he's like, well, I have a birthday. And the cat was like, what, are you trying to turn me into a boxer or something? Dang. I said, uh, I said, uh, just think about working out. He never used the push-up thing. He never, the, we never used the speed bag. It was something else I bought. I can't remember. But everything I bought, which was about $200 mm. of gear, didn't get touched at all. And I'm sitting here just left feeling like, what was the point of this purchase? Yeah. Like, what was, what was the point? Because... It's it's almost like a slap in the face of <laughs> what you buy this for for me for. I mean, it it could have been a pink tutu, man. I mean, it, it the way he made me feel, you yeah. know. It's like you know what? Never again, Broski. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what that's how I feel. Like you won't you won't catch me slipping again. Nah, yeah. nah, yeah. You want you want it you buy it and then so I turn it to so having the older boys and then having the younger two, it's like okay, if that's what it is, then let me switch all one hundred percent of the attention on the younger ones. Y'all got your own thing, your own money. Mm-hmm. Then cool, then that's what it is, and then you just hope that the parenting. You're not you never done parenting, but the the stuff that you're trying to hammer in real hard when they're young. You just hope that they that they have it. Now you're in that transition of manhood, uh, but I can't hover over you because the moment you don't do what I ask you to do or whatever, I'm gonna get mad about it. So I have to back off and just let that person grow. And and you know if it love if it if it loves you, the cliche of let it go and come back, and then mm-hmm. you you'll feel it. You'll feel it come back, and like a, a, a your son or daughter move away to college or whatever, and you see him again. It's just that that missing feeling. It's like, what up, Dad? Like, man, what up, boy? I ain't seen you in a minute. It's that. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's your relationship now, opposed to uh, just you come in the living room and just stand in the refrigerator and just drink half a gallon of, of orange juice, and I'm just ready to rip his head off. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I'm in that transition. So yeah, learning how to deal with it. It gets difficult, man. Like I mean, and, you know, we talked about this. Your kids are older, so mm-hmm. you know, I'll be leaning on your advice. Um, because I'm just figuring this is all new to me, but the feeling to me is I'm not. It's almost like I'm not raising a kid anymore. It's like I'm having it's almost like I'm having to be hospitable to another adult in my house. Which is which is I mean he's my son and everything. You good, bro? <coughs> my bad swallow. <laughs> what you over there drinking, man? Water. Heard that. I want to say it's like it's like he's a stranger. He's not, man. It's not. It's not like that. 
but it's 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 just not a kid anymore. So it's almost like when you you do things, you don't know. I don't know if if they're gonna accept it or not. Does that make sense? It's like I don't know. I don't know. It's like you, you the, the the reaction you get out of a younger kid for doing something for them, you don't get it out of the older kids. Okay. They're just like, oh, okay, thanks, or not, not even a thanks. They're just, just take it, bro. Yeah. You know, like it's it's almost like the gratuity isn't there, and if you don't get like a certain level of it, you get mad. Okay, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this just because I went through it and I kind of see it for your situation a little bit. When you're the number one in the house, but you're starting to fade, like like your your power is starting to weaken. You know, I know the feeling of feeling like it's five verse one. Mm-hmm. I can see the I can see the three verse one on you. I can see it. I can see it. And um, when a kid has that retreat to the mother, which they they supposed to retreat to their mother, but not to the point where you lose your power in 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 the retreat. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost as if it's like, "Hey, he's picking on me." Then you got to hear from her, like, "Hey, don't talk to him like that. You're picking on him." It's like, "Hey, say, uh, we supposed to be Team Enriquez around here, like you and me, then them, you know." And that's I know that battle. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. I know that feeling, and. But all I could be is the friend and give you some insight because I'm dealing with it at the same time and just taking it in phases and, and, and riding that wave of it. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily saying I have the answer, although you're looking at me like, hey, Jeff Brown for president, nah. And I'm just here like, nah, bro, this shit ain't perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, 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 it's a case where, you know, we, we, we weathering it, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, that one that one's touching, man. And it's like every scenario you you learn through every one. It's not like I I know how to handle this. You know, um as far as like parenting roles, you know, the the mother nurtures the children and you know, the the child gets hurt, the child's upset, they're they're instantly in babying mode. Like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what's wrong?" I want to make you feel better. Let me kiss your boo boo. You know, right? Like, like the mothering, nurturing mode. Well, the father, the father's role is enforcer. So, you know, the father, to a degree, wants to let the kid hurt a little bit, let him fall, and don't go pick him up. Watch him get himself up off the ground. You know, a little bit of consoling in there, but you know, it's like all right. You got it. You, you fell down. I know it hurts. You, you got up. Good job on getting yourself up. You know, let's not do that again. So you don't you don't fall on the ground again. Mm-hmm. And and when we come across this with older kids, and we say, "Well, you run into your mama." There he goes, running to his mama now. There she goes, running to her mama now. It's like you feel like you lose that power because mm-hmm. they just don't sit there and listen. And sometimes kids. Kids need both. 
But sometimes kids need the nurturing over the enforcer, and sometimes they need the enforcer over over the nurturing. And when when are those times? I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't. I don't stop because you know things happen, and you just stop him. Like, well, how should I? I don't. I don't stop. I mean, we all momentarily, subliminally think, how should we handle this? But I mean, even taking an extra second to like check yourself, be like, okay, which. What does the kid need right now? Um, and when you feel like, man, I, I told you not to do that. This is why you. This is why you messed up because I told you not to do that. And then they, and then they get upset with you and they go talk to the, talk to your spouse. You feel like you lose that power. Um, I feel like we need to get a better control of that. Of trying to understand what to do at the right time, and that's hard, man. That's something that's going to take forever to figure out. It's just ongoing. Okay. I got to say something that I think I've realized in you, and I, I think I'm correct because I'm, I'm this way with myself. I got an innate ability of survival mode that's walking with me at all times, at all times. Mm-hmm. When, I was, when I was there and you said you're about to run to the store, you know, for one, if I'd have had that grill lit, I would have been going with you because I don't believe in, although you trust me and all that good stuff, but I don't, I don't believe in windows of opportunity of something can happen on the other side of things. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that window being left open, but I was cool enough. Then I say, who's in your house right now? Then you say, okay, you got Nina, we got Mia, Kayshawn, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now I know who and where they are in the house. If mm-hmm. I have to do, if I have to do something, then I know who I'm protecting. Wow. That's, that's, that's me. Nobody didn't teach me that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I'm a father and I'm, I'm always thinking about the four walls and who's, who's here. When you leave, I take over that role for the time being. Right. Whether it was just 30 minutes, you know, 20 minutes. It is what it is, dude. But my thing is, are we teaching that? Are we teaching that even if they're not ready now and maybe we got to be such bullies to, to, to teach it? Or maybe we do because what happens when I'm not here? We could die in five minutes right now. What's going to happen to your family as far as carrying that Arikash torch? What's going to happen? Or... You know, I remember a few years back, Justice started choking at the dinner table. We were sitting there laughing. All of a sudden, my baby girl was choking. I got up, and me and Zay, bro, it's going to be forearm down your throat. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for your uncomfortableness, but bump that. You finna get up whatever's down there. And she gagged it up, you know, but mm-hmm. in that moment, certain people went into the panic mode instead of the help mode, you know, into that, Rah, let's go, flip, grab a leg, flip upside down, do whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. Who's who's going to do what if danger knocks? Okay. What role are you going to take? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What role are you going to take? I mean... Five drills may be corny and cheesy in school, 
but what's the fire drill of your house? We right. have um we have um 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 what do they call safe words or mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have we have those words, you know, we have if I say something, you know you know what to do after I say that. Mm-hmm. It's it's happened outside. When I don't like and feel the way it's going outside, where the car's coming up and down the street too fast, I feel a sense of a drive-by feeling or some rah-rah, you know, just the sake of the conversation, it's going to be pineapples, like, you know, Kevin Hart. It's going to be pineapples. If mm-hmm. I say pineapples, you know to retreat. Mm-hmm. And you know and you know what to do inside that retreat. I think that those things are essential, dog. Like super duper essential. For sure. You know. Yeah, and, and that's a little bit of keeping some of that old school mixed with that new school. And but you gotta listen to me. We ain't talking about taking out the trash, bro. We talking about your life on the line. Mm-hmm. If I say if I say move, you gotta move. You gotta move without question. Without question, you yeah. gotta move, dude. This ain't, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like get down, yeah. and then you kids turn like, look for what? Like what? Why? <laughs> like man, nah, just bro. all right. Go ahead and get go ahead and get tapped, and then maybe you get some fear in you. You listen to me. <laughs> um, and you don't want to sound like that, but I mean, it's. Well, I mean, but why Why are we the way we are? Because we saw some tapping happen. We was broke, bro. We was on the side of the road with nobody to call. The car broke down. Nobody going to give us any money. Or, I mean, we was, walk, we was walking on twos down the street, man. Like, no, like, no. Well, let me just. Let me pick up my phone. And call my mom or dad the phone that I, that was given to me that I don't pay monthly for, and let me call them. And after I call them, I guess I'll play on it a little bit until they get here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean that's just being just dead honest with it, man. Like when I had a phone, man, I walked in the house with a cell phone. My parents were like, "Where did you get that from?" And I'm like. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I'm like the store. If you if you uh if you go put your money up, then you, they'll give you one. You know what I mean? Like they mad at me because I'm the first one in the house with a cell phone. How old were you? Mm, Fifteen. Yeah, something like me that. Fifteen, sixteen, maybe either one. I got mine took from me because I had one. Yeah. And I said, "Well, I paid for this with my own money." She said, "No, you're too young to have a phone." I said, "But I bought it." And she took it. It was the Nokia 56, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The brick. With snake on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was the brick. Yeah. And she took it, man. She took it from me. And, you know, let me let me switch gears and ask you this. Hold on, and hold I on, Joe. Let's take a step back, bro, because you asked me a question. Okay. And I got bad, a lot to say bad. about it, man. My bad. Uh, it's all oh, good, man. My bad. So you were talking about the role. Yeah, yeah, as a yeah. as a protector, right? And yeah, um, as as men and husbands and fathers and uncles and whatever, whatever mm-hmm. male role. 
in my eyes, when when you when you marry somebody or, and you have kids, mm-hmm. one of your primary jobs is to be a protector. And Thanks. it's like you protect you protect not only your family, but you almost you protect the whole situation. It's like you know, where the family's out, you you look for everything that's going on around so that they can enjoy themselves and not have to worry about that. And then and then here comes little Billy or whatever, your your son's friend that 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 goes with us or he wants he meets us at, he sees us at the store but wants to walk around with us a little bit then you automatically assume protection over that kid so just like your situation saying like you know I, I left the house and then now you're thinking about okay if something happens this is what we do mm-hmm. that's awesome bro i think i think men in general should do that and and that's a yeah. protector nature like it's in it's in people's nature to do that, and some men aren't aware of it as much as others are. But I think that you, you know your question was are we install are we instilling this into our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I deal with not only that with kids, just in general. Like th- I think this will be a universal thing. We'll always go back to is are we doing enough for our kids? Are we taking? Are we turning our sons into the men that we want them to be? Are we turning them into a protector, a provider for their family that we want them to be? I mean, because really, if we don't, they're going to be coming back to your house, and that half a gallon of orange juice you was talking about, the whole gallon going to be gone, bro. <laughs> you know, I got to take this home with me. So I can give my family something to eat, something to drink. But um, what made me what 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 you said, bro? Overall, made me think of this quote that I read a couple of years ago, and it stuck with me. I'm gonna read it to you real quick. Tell me what you think about this. It says, "Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men." And weak men create hard times. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I read this, you know, what struck me first was the hard men. Hard, the first line, hard times create strong men. Well, I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, I've been through the mud, right? And I feel like I figured some stuff out. And I'm strong. And then next line, strong men create hard times. Strong men create good times. Well, ain't that isn't that what we're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to provide, yeah. make our family comfortable. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Is that a vicious cycle, bro? Yes. Is that a vicious cycle that we feel like we can avoid, or is it just? the nature of of it. Okay, I asked my I asked my pops, I asked my both of my parents, are you proud of who you see, you know? And they say, yeah. Yes, yes I am. Okay, but sometimes you constantly remind me of what I'm not. 
So I don't know what I'm saying is pressure bust pipes, but the same pressure makes diamonds. So how do you know when you're applying enough? So if my dad, now he's on some, I'm sorry for what I am, what I was, blah, blah, blah. I should have did more. It's like, bro, can that noise, bro? You took care of your, you took care of your family. You provided. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the bar. Like I said, he knocked it out the park. But the rest of that stuff, when I was saying by filling in the gaps, you dropped the ball. But we can't go back on that, dad. You did your job. That providing part, you did it. You can hang up the rest because we can't go back. So, to segue into another thing I want to say, I look at my kids as investments. Hopefully that I'll get the return later on, whether great career and take care of me when I'm older, but definitely I don't want to be the dude in the nursing home staring out that window in that, in that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That's one of my that's one of my fears. Mm-hmm. So, do you think what you're doing now, a person will grow up and love the hell out of their daddy, and say, "Get over here, you little grizzly bear. You was hard, but I I, I know you love me, old man. Love up on you with some grandkids, or whatever." Like I don't want nothing to do with that dude. As soon as I get out of here, I'm running away. I'm never looking back. Yeah, we had this, 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 but. Dang, that dude was mean. Yeah, I, I don't want. I don't. I don't, I don't want nothing, nothing to do with him. To me, realizing that while you're in the process is key, dog. Mm-hmm. It's very key. It's, it's it's key. If you with the drinking, I didn't care about the after. Now my brain is clear, and I'm like, dang, dog. What if this happens? What if this, this, this? You know. I'm, I'm thinking about the investment part because they're getting older, like really quick. Mm-hmm. And so I think your kids respect the hell out of you. I just don't think the mountain is moving as quick as you want it to move when you say move. And, and you, and you may turn into a person that nobody wants to be around per se. I think it's about finding that balance, but you're definitely not a bad guy. You just you just grew up the way you grew up, <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'm going to do the opposite of that shit. I yeah. want y'all to be thankful for it, Yeah, but they don't see that because they don't have the raw to compare up against it, dog. Yeah, they don't, that's right. That's the only way you're going to appreciate something is you have something worse to bump up against it. Yeah. And they ain't going to hear that story about Pine Hill struggle, dog, only about 100 times. On, on one-on-one, it's like, bro, if I hear this shit one more time, I'm, just, I'm, I'm ready to kill myself about, let me show you what bad is. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Trust me. I know. I know so. What you think about that? Yeah. Um, as far as like, will our kids hate us, man? I don't think so. I mean, we yeah, we want them to be real appreciative, um, and we yeah. always weigh that on our mind. But I think just the fact that we can come together and talk about this and our awareness mm-hmm. level of it, 
There's some good. There's there's a lot of good in that. Um, for 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 peers that grew up with hating their parents, you know, even when they're young, and then into their adulthood, going in going in their thirties, and you know, still calling their parents pieces of shit and all that. Um, I mean, their parents, man. I don't I don't think were from from what I perceive trying um, that's not even really the word man I don't think they're aware of what their impact was I think they were you know some parents they just figuring it out some parents are just learning to be we're all learning to be parents as we go along but some of them just it's just real difficult for them you know it's like a survival it's like I gotta feed the kids I gotta raise them and this is difficult and it's just difficult all the way until they don't have to do it anymore. They don't even get mm-hmm. to the point where they're they can t- they can sit down and evaluate how they're doing it. They're just doing it and trying to stay afloat. And 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 I feel bad for kids who are in those situations. But like you said, man, that those experiences take people and and mold them. You know the the. They've been through the hard and and they want to do better. So that's one of those things where hard times create strong men or strong people. Um, what was your question though? Did I answer your question, Justin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, and I think I think we vent and we may sway around. The initial topic, and and that's fine, man. There's there's no rules to it. Mm-hmm. But one thing one thing about the sobriety that I'm learning is taking total accountability for your actions, taking it and living with it. So what I'm saying is, say you watch a 600 pound live show, right? You just like, how did that person get to that point? How did they get to that point? Now I understand it when. I became a full-blown alcoholic. When you're doing, I was doing over a hundred ounces of beer every night, and uh, and a pint of whiskey and three blacks, you know, every night. So, you're like, how did you get to this point? Yeah, I know, because the tolerance gets gets you there, mm-hmm. and uh, the habit forming gets you there. It was so hard to drive home and not make a right turn into a certain gas station. My arms were doing it when I was going through the the cold turkey sobriety. My body mechanics was turning into the parking lot, and I know I didn't need anything in that store. That's how powerful the brain is mm-hmm. and, the, and the body is. So, but if you go back down the same path that got you to where you know you didn't need to be. You have to blame yourself and yourself only. You can't. You can't blame anybody else. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but um, <laughs> we would. It, it's. I, I think it's, it's more so just just taking accountability for your for your actions. You know, we have to we have to realize that. You know, and and stand on it. Stand on it. So when it when it comes to these kids, man, parenting in general, we have to we have to stand on what 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 we believe. And I see you 
standing on what you what you, what you're saying, but if like when we're trying not to be what everybody's trying to say that we are, like the big bad wolf guy. Mm-hmm. How much? How much of it do you believe is true? Like, because when your your intent is definitely you want to you, you mean well. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you take that? Like, dang, she say I'm barking too much. Let me take the bark off. Then if I do that, the results didn't <laughs> it didn't end where I wanted them to either. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you weather that as far as you know taking accountability for what you did and said, but you feel like you can't win either way sometimes. Um, the there's times where you I realize I went too far. I'm like, all right, so I try to gather myself and then get the family together and be like, hey guys, first of all, I apologize, but yeah, I went too far, you know. And you, we talk about accountability. You got to do that self accountability first, right? Yeah. yeah, I went too far. Sorry, but this is why. This is why because we've been here before. We went over this, and we're back here again. So okay. self accountability, and then turning it into accountability on their end, holding them accountable. Sometimes, man, you just got to be the big bad wolf. You, everyone's supposed to be sitting up when the wolf comes in, be more aware, ears pucker up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to enforce. I'm here to enforce. I'm here to guide you. And it just takes a little bit of pressure to do it. Sometimes it takes a good amount of pressure to do it. And one thing I say is, you know, sometimes people are like, man, don't be so hard on your kids. Like, and and I say, well, I, I understand that. But if I'm not hard on them, the world's going to be hard on them. And we can't tell the world not to be hard on them. Because that's just the way it's going to be. Facts. So if my kid's leaving here and they don't get what they want, and I go bending backwards over to give it to them, that, that's going to be their expectation. They want something, something hurts, something, something hurts a little bit. And I'm like, oh, it'll be okay. Let's just go over here. Let me just go over here and make you happy. And let me smooth it over for you. And I, you know, I got you, I got you. Well, we ain't going to be here one day, man. What are they going to do when the world's hard on them? And then they, they, they feel like their back's in the corner. Are they, are they, are they going to stand up to it? Or are they going to fold? And it's like some of the things that we do as, that are perceived as too hard. Yeah, they're hard, but perceived as too hard. It's just toughening for what's really out there. And and I feel like I was built tough because I was giving it the hard way. And and at this point in time, like I really appreciate it. Yeah, it sucked. And I can think back and it's like, man, there's some rough times, but it just makes you tough, man. You know, when we talked about we're dealing with different kids, different generation, generational parenting. When you was talking, something popped up in my head, and and, and I thought I was doing everything right, <laughs> just to find out I was wrong in the situation, just because of the time, 
the changing of times. And let me let me give you what it what it was. I cannot stand being late for anything. It it irks me. Okay. So here these kids here, here these kids going to work, and they're late. They're almost intentional with the lateness. Like you you've been up, you've been showered, you in here just messing around. Mm-hmm. Take ten minutes. Take ten minutes to get to work. If you got twelve minutes left. Hit the door, bro. Don't be here telling me about what happened with Cindy at school yesterday. I don't I don't get it. Like I'm I'm feeling the I'm feeling the rush in my chest of being late because it's it's it's, it's been pushed in me. Mm-hmm. So check this out. Here's the flip side of it. Man, you tripping, bro. You you tripping, man. My boss don't he don't even trip on you walk in five, ten minutes late. They just happy that you showed up. And I'm like, what you mean? I'm I'm like, nah, bro. He's like, you ain't gonna wear this Evans jersey and be late on my team. Right. I'm standing on that. I'm standing on that. Mm-hmm. But I'm standing on something that doesn't even matter on the economic side anymore because of the COVID and everything, and nobody wants to come to work, and they done gave all that money to people. People don't even come to work. If you give a person eight hundred dollars in this in this economy for unemployment for a long period of time, you think Shanika gonna show up and flip a burger for you tomorrow? Yeah. No, sir. She she's not. So here it is. My boys are just showing up to work. Being there on time is not even a part of the equation. Bro, you said you was coming. I appreciate you for showing up. It's a whole different level of it. And I'm like, for real, bro? These y'all's getting raises on being late just because they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know what? So I'm finding myself having to silence the bad wolf. But I thought I was right the whole time. But I'm fighting, I'm fighting a losing battle. Mm. Ain't that ain't that crazy, dude? That's, yeah, I get it though. Yeah, I mean, that's just coming with letting. That's just coming with letting the newer generation we call slide with stuff. You know, and and it's sad, it's sad in the workplace that people we're at a point where we're just grateful somebody shows up versus somebody showing up. Wanting to represent where where they work at and be a good employee, right? Um, as far as my job role, like I'm, I'm typically one of the last ones in the office. It ain't really considered late because we're not clocking in or anything. But right, right. You know, it's like if you have that freedom to do it, um, don't abuse it. Um, but if if coming in early can't be the deciding factor on, on where you're gonna go. Because if everyone shows up five minutes late and here comes a promotion, somebody who shows up two minutes late is probably going to get it. You know what I mean? So why not show up early? Why not put your best foot forward? That's what I would ask my kids. Like, Why not outperform who's with you, who you're working with, if you want to move up in the company? And then if they just show up late all the time, 
And then, like you said, like they know they could have left already, but they're just sitting there burning time just because they can. Mm-hmm. Why are you even working there? Why are you wasting your time there? Because apparently you don't, you don't love it, and that's fine because I don't, I don't necessarily love my job, but you don't have, you you don't have any skin in the game with it. Just show up when you want to. You know, maybe yeah. maybe you just think like, well, if, if that's the way you feel about it, um, why don't you find something that you want to show up early for, that you want to do a good job at? You know? But you know, you, you know what doesn't exist anymore, and it had it, it it blew my mind, and it's just a different breed of human. You remember that? You remember that feeling you used to get if your mom and dad walk in the room and you did something wrong. That little, that little tickle in your chest or that tighten up feeling, or if you was goofing off mm-hmm. at a job and the boss man cut that corner and you're like, "Hey, hey he coming! He coming! He coming!" Mm-hmm. Like just that that fear of of um, your superior or your elder or a per- you know, person just over you, bigger than you. I remember looking up at my dad and uncles and these people look like giants to me. Mm-hmm. They they just they look like they were seven, eight feet tall. I don't think these these new kids have that bone of that no matter who's looking at you, you know it could be a neighbor, but it's a grown man looking at you and it's that serious sir respect thing just because he said, hey, is your, is, is your mom home? Mm-hmm. Just that one little question. Well, yes, sir. You hold on. I'll go get her. It's, it's like, hey, mom, some dude I said I was looking for. It's, it's just that, oh, man, it's, oh, dude, it, it irks me, bro. It, yeah. <laughs> I get it, it man. Me. I get it. Um. It it all goes back to how do we figure out how to make things important for the kids? Like how how do we? Because nowadays, man, it's just do what you can. If you did something great, like participation trophies, bro, that's what the kids grew up on nowadays. Oh, little Johnny came and he showed up to the race. Well, here's a trophy at the end. Don't matter how long. It don't matter how long it took you got there. Here you go. Like you did, you you stood up on your two feet. So here you go. As a society, that's where we're at, bro. And then the whole COVID thing. Um, man the 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 money every the government money every week. I mean, people needed it, man. Right? It was great. People needed it. People who really needed it changed their lives. People who really didn't need it, they used it, had some fun with it. You know, um, all the scenarios across the board. Ultimately, man, I think it made, like you said, people. Now they now they can't have restaurants. Were like, oh, I'm sorry, we're we're under we're short staffed. Right. Well, because well, everything okay. Well, no one wants to work. Well. That's we did that. You know, we told everyone you can sit down, the government will pay for you, give you more money than you make, 
in most cases, more money than you make. And people all of a sudden are like, I'm too good to, to work for money. I'm too good to sweat. I'm too good to come in right on time or early. Like, you know what? You just need to cut me my check so I can get out of here. How do we, how do we separate our kids from that? Got to figure it out, man. I don't know. My, mine haven't entered the workforce, so I don't, I don't know how that goes for me. I'm telling you, dude, from what I've seen, soon as the growing got tough, they coming home taking that visor off, bro, taking that shirt off, like, bro, he or she tripping. Man, I wasn't even doing that. Da, 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 da. I don't want to go back. I'm like, what, what you mean? You talking about quitting? Quitting? That ain't even, that ain't even an option. Mm-hmm. That, ain't, that ain't even... What you talking about, bro? Man, 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 bump that, man. Just, I'm like, oh my goodness, dude. It's just a different, it's just a different breed. But I was gonna ask you something, just to kind of switch it up. <laughs> and I'm not talking about sexually at all. But have you ever role played in your house just to see yourself? In somebody else's, to see yourself in your own eyes, looking at you, it is the funniest. It is it is hilarious, but it'll make you appreciate it if somebody say, "I'm gonna I'm act like Francis for the next ten minutes." We try to do it like for an hour or so, hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, that ain't me, bro. That that, that, ain't, that ain't me, but it's funny because it is you. Like you ask a person a question and they're answering it the exact way mm-hmm. you would answer it. They're doing your exact mannerisms as you walk through the house, saying that same stuff when you cut the corner to the kids. And it's like, dang, that's me. <laughs> hmm. Dude, try that shit out. Try that out, man. Okay. It, it, it's, it's funny. But you may get your feelings hurt just a little bit just to see it come back at you. Because I'm telling you, I know I'm hard to deal with, but you ain't you ain't gonna you ain't gonna just tell me Jet Brown ain't ain't the greatest thing since sliced bread either. You know what I mean? You ain't gonna just drag me through the mud like I'm just not to catch me out in in this piece either. So Yeah. But do it. Hey, but be her. You know what I mean? Be her and and see if you could do it without jeopardizing your your pride and and try it out, dog. You don't have Think to. Think you'll man. do it? Yeah. There's a bunch of things, man. You told me I, I want to start implementing, man. Trying things out, bro. Because I got to try something different, man. You yeah, ever you ever feel up. like you ever feel like the flow of your house is just here we go again? Yeah, bored. Definitely. Like not, I don't say boring. It's just. It just turns, it almost turns into the job. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me get this done so I can get this done. And then, and then everyone relaxes. Man, you know, you were talking about family game night and everything. Mm-hmm. The way it goes over here, man, it's like everyone relaxes and then they, everyone gets their own time. And I got to break that okay. up, bro. Everybody gets their own time. Me, it goes talk to their friends. Sean gets on his game with his friends. 
I get on my game or I go work out or play with this podcast stuff. And then Nina goes, catches up on our episodes. Like, we got to get more family stuff going, man. We need like a family retreat or something. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you return into that room, when you turn into that roommate thing, that's when it went too far. Some people, some people rock with that. But yeah. not over here. I don't, because, okay, okay. When I was at your house, and I said, I thought you were setting the table just because I was there. Just on some, not stunting, but just a polite type of thing. Mm-hmm. He said, no. Nah. He's like, no, nah, this is what we always do. So that sounds dope. But okay. so y'all so so y'all eat together, but y'all don't chill together. I'm missing the, um, the disconnect. We do eat together. The The whole setting out of the plates and everything that is something that we decided to do a while back to sit and eat together. Um, because when I was growing up, our house was like cluttered a little bit. There wasn't that anytime we sat down to eat together, it was like a special occasion. Right. Or somebody else was here or something. And most of the time it was, Maybe one or two of the kids eat at the table. This is when I was growing up. And then my dad would go eat like in the living room in front of the TV. And then my mom would be like the last to eat um, because she was making everybody's plates. And so there's a couple rules at the table for us, man. It's we we want to sit down and eat together because eating eating and music is a universal language. We all got to eat, and for the most part, everybody likes music. Not necessarily the same genre, but, you know, music is like an uplifting thing and something, a commonality, right? Um, The whole sitting down together, we, we got to do that. Um, And then everybody eating together, as in we sit down and eat, and nobody starts smashing food, at least till everybody sits down and has their food in front of them. So that's that's something we do together. Beyond that, we'll go do we'll go out and do things. Like let's go to a show or something. But any but in the house, really don't do too much more together like we should be. Okay. Yep. That's the bulk of it is eating together. Sometimes we'll we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll watch movies together. But I'm I'm talking about activities where we're engaging each other in conversation and thinking over things. See, we're the opposite. We don't we don't eat together per se. Okay. Like bringing bringing the bringing the dishes to the table, the the placemat, the the, the fork and spoon. Like that looked fake to me. That looked like some unbelievable stuff off TV. <laughs> to me, because because I don't I didn't grow up with it. Yeah, I didn't grow I didn't grow up with it. Nor do I do it in my own home. Not saying I don't. You know, justice is my role, dog. You know, in the house we eat together a lot, sitting next to each other. But as far as all six on some damn near bus of prayer before we and all the food was in the middle of the table like y'all had. Nah, that don't exist. You can go fix your plate and come sit at the table if you like or go sit on the couch or but it's definitely broke in my 
parents' house. I mean, you can go, you can go anywhere. It's like almost ain't nobody gonna say nothing to you if you take the plate to your room type stuff. Mm. You, you you can go eat outside, bro. You can go smash. Hey, the food's in there. Let everybody get one plate, and the rest, if you make it to round two, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but on the flip side, we definitely definitely play games together. Like like uh, my my dining room table has a chessboard on it that's I've been having it fifteen years maybe mm-hmm. probably longer than that a marble board with some pieces of order offline and so at any at any time of day somebody walking by and say your dad you, you want to run a game like yeah I run a game I got I got ten minutes I I whoop I whoop you in ten minutes real quick and it's <laughs> we'll do a we'll, we'll do a speed round or whatever and. Mm-hmm. And we, but we definitely do that, and that's what works for us, though. Like I, I snapped you that that picture last night or that video. We we was we was playing Jeopardy last night. You know, me Whitney and the two little ones, mm-hmm. and and it was um, it was Disney movie things, old and new. So. You know about Aladdin and Pinocchio and them? I don't know about Milan and them, bro. I don't know nothing about Frozen and them. So if I click on that, I'm going to take an L, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's good, man. It's fun. But you have to be careful because if you don't, if you haven't done it, when you start trying to do it in your house, the kids going to be like, what this dick is on. This is cheesy. Yeah. You're trying. You're trying that, you know, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to spend some time with you. But yeah. I don't know how you win in that because it's, it's, it's a norm in our house. You know? Okay. So I don't well, I, I just got to make it fun, man. And I think that's, that's going to be, man, family game night is probably, I think it's going to be an easy win. Because it breaks up what we're doing, and and I think it's going to be fun. So it's not like something that's broken necessarily. I'm trying to fix. It's just something that I want to do to get the family together more. I wish that <clears throat> I ain't, I'm not going to say I wish I didn't move, but I just wish these kids would have grew up together. How dope would it have been if Justice and Mia were like best friends? Yeah, and grew up like like his cousins. Yeah, and the the spinning nights popping off. You know what I mean? It it just it'd have been love, and me and you, and would have got together and and did more things, shooting guns every other weekend, and <laughs> you know stuff like that. I I think it would have been so dope. Yeah, if the two families would have been, you know, next next to each other, man. Yeah, you know, life happens. Life happens, bro, and I'm not, um, and it could have been dope. It it could have been dope. It could have not been dope. You know, yeah. because just because you know the distance thing. I mean, your experience moving away from home home grounds, the base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that has a a a, a heavy impact on how you run your family and your mentality and everything in life, you know, you kind of, kind of, you kind of went off the map, bro. And it was like, do or die. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I got friends who, 
are here that I consider my brothers and, you know, we, our kids could be playing together and could be hanging out and shooting, shooting guns, hanging out, going to go eat every other weekend or whatever, but we don't. And they're right down the street. Right. So, you know, so, so I ain't going to say that the, the, the relocation is, is the break of the break of it. Mm. You know, I ain't going to say it would have been better if you had stayed, bro. Um, it is what it is, man. It's like, I think it's great that we can just be able to talk the way we were talking now because I, I could agree with that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, you took the time out to talk to me this morning, but you know, I have a lot of people here that, that have heard the podcast one or two times and I'm not saying they don't want to talk to me, but it's just not there. It's just, they're just not in, as interested in it as you are. So, right. I got to, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got to ask you something. Well, I'm going to answer the question with no for me, first off. All right. Do, do you have somebody that you know without a shadow of a doubt? You can pick up the phone, say, not wishing this on you, but just say you and Nina lost your jobs tomorrow and the well ran dry two months, three months from now, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're shooting bad. Do you have that one number? that you could call to lean on financially to float you through a situation? My answer is no. Okay. <clears throat> My answer is yes. Okay. And I got two, okay. and I got two of them. Okay. Gotcha. And they're not my friends. Oh, well, they are my friends, but they're not my age level. And okay. I view these people as mentors and mentees or mentors. Well, I guess a, a male and a female's mentor. Um, yeah, okay. I consider them mentors, man. Um, and I don't really have like a mentor relationship with them. I just go to them with straight business and they answer me with straight business. And, gotcha. but they do care about, they do care about me and my family. So if I could, if I had to, Yes. But the thing is with okay. these with, with with this help that I have, they wouldn't just they wouldn't just float me financially. They would get mm-hmm. me out of my situation. And I'm blessed Explain to have that, these people. Like like I'm, they wouldn't just like, hey, I need I need three months of living expenses. I've been out of work for three months. I've drained everything I have. Um, I did everything I could to not ask for help. And now that I've burned everything I've had, now I'm asking for help. So now I'm probably in the deepest hole I'll be in. Right. They would make sure me and my family are taken care of. And they would essentially help me figure out how to get income going. And, and of course, inside of a question, you know this how because you've had that conversation with that person or you've been in that situation and it's happened before. The bailout has happened. I've had these people that I know would do it mm-hmm. have, 
I've had deep conversations with them where they they essentially okay. sat me down and say, Francis, what do, what do you see yourself doing a long time from now? Like, what are you, they're asking me what my goals are. And, you know, when I talk about my son being in high school and going to college, they're asking me, well, what's your, what's your plan on that? And then, they're, and then they tell me how they did it. And they tell me what they were successful like. And then another one, the other one says, you know, with all the electronics and stuff, he's like, he just keeps saying, you know, you should just open your own business. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you, you, know, I'll, you know I'll pay for it. Like, you know I'll back you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, gotcha. I, I feel these people are solid, man. And these people are, one couple's retired. The other couple, I mean, the other, the other, well, one couple's retired. The other's a couple, but mainly it's, it's the guy. He's, he's close to retirement. Um, but they just always had some personal interest in me, man, which is, which I'm grateful for. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad to say that I do have that. And, and I, Justin, I, 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 I feel bad for you. You say you don't bro, but you, you got me, man. So you do. So don't say no. Say you got, you got somebody. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second because it's so hard for me to accept help. It's extremely hard for me to accept help. It's always, if it's if it's a barter system, a, a trade of goods, that's, that's totally different. That's mm-hmm. totally different, but... <clears throat> But if you walked up to me and dabbed me up and it was $100 in your hand, you have to explain to me what's going on. You, you have to, what's, what's this for? Because now your face to me looks like a one and two zeros. Mm. Every time I see you, I'm going to see that 100 Okay. I have to know. And if you just say, bro, I'm just shooting you some money. Nah, dude. It's going to be some JJ Wings coming from coming on a Saturday for free. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's going to be the, the equivalent of a hundred dollars is coming your way, whether you know it or not. And, and when you say, what are you doing? I'm going to be like, ah, bro, I just thought about throwing some wings on the grill, bro. And this and that. I'm like, yep, that's about $50 worth. I'm going to do it one more time for him. I can't turn that off. Um, I can't turn it off. But yeah. Okay. Not to cut you off, bro. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I, I totally get it, man. It's hard for us to accept help. We're, we're very prideful, bro, especially as men, protectors, enforcers, head of households, right? It's hard to accept help. Um, when you have someone more... All right, let me take another step back. We work hard to provide, right? Sometimes... Sometimes... We have to accept help, even though it's hard. We have to accept it, right? Because we really can't do all of this all the way on our own. At some some point, we asked our family for help. Hell, asking the bank for a loan is asking for help, mm-hmm. in a way, right? So, when 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 things when you deserve to receive help, and you're using it for a good cause. And it's really helping you get 
to the next step faster, we have to be humble enough and grateful enough to accept it and say thank you without feeling some type of way. That's some that's one thing to get over. Um like like when I have um sometimes I have friends or family over and we go to dinner and I decide to pay for it. Well then we get you know, people get in this argument, oh no, no, no. Everybody start pulling their wallet out. No, you don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I'm like I'm not doing this to stunt, right? It's not like I just stood on the table and said, hey, everybody, I'm buying buying your meal today. It's try mm-hmm. to do it discreetly and because I have the means to and I and I and I work hard so I can do that, bro. I, I like I, I like the I like, you know, that's going back to sit down eating together. But, you know, I want it to be a good experience. And well, what's a, what's not a good experience? What's not a better experience than not only having to eat some good food, but not having to pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the wings you made, bro. It's like, that was freaking great. It was great. You know? Um, well, people, they pull out their bill full, whatever. Oh, don't do that. Don't do it. You didn't have to do that. And then you already paid for it and all in your face. You didn't have to do that. So I just say like, okay, well, we'll let's go ahead and split it then. And then their face change. Like, dang, <laughs> like you really about to make me pay for this after you offered that. You said you was now. I really got to pay for it, and I'm like, you, you, you sitting here arguing with me about not paying for your ten dollar lunch plate. Like, I wouldn't offer it if I really wasn't gonna do it. So just, just miss me with all the arguing, and it's all good. Man, I have to interject and say this, man, and I don't know if I've ever told you this. At one point, I was so envious or jealous of you, dude, that it was to the point that it was sickening. And I'm going to tell you the part. I'm going to tell you. And there's some, there's some honesty for your ass. Damn. It was the, it was the, um, it was the part of your life where you was going through your lowest, but then it turned into your biggest bounce back moment. So when y'all had those friends that looked out for you, you could, come live here and stack up and then you just came out like boom house and it wasn't the it wasn't when you broke out of the the hole you was in it was the fact that you had somebody that you could lean on for the bounce back to happen mm-hmm. it was like I don't have nobody I could call to do that mm-hmm. for somebody to let you run these O's up I was like must be fucking nice, bro. You know what I mean? Like, as I'm sitting here at the time, I don't know what I was doing, what job. Maybe it's Coca-Cola, and I'm in a warehouse sweating my ass off, and and I'm just seeing the bounce back through Facebook or whatever the case may be, and I'm just like, yeah, well, if I pick up the phone and ask, it's going to be a whole lot of sucking teeth, and, and <laughs> the phone call don't exist for me, dog. It mm-hmm. don't exist so I have to find out ways just like the situation I'm in now you know with with the, with the car thing the main thing is don't panic mm-hmm. don't panic shift this shift this and then I'm gonna work my way I'm gonna find my way out of this situation that I'm in right now yeah but but yeah dog I mean what do you feel about <laughs> me admitting to that that you had no idea about <laughs> oh 
I'm I'm gonna say I didn't have no idea it affected you like that, bro. Um yeah. and first off, yeah, I I did get help to get out of the hole, right? It was a mutual thing because we had our friends that we grew up with. They were in the same situation. Mm-hmm. They were they were they were ready to move up and it's like we couldn't move up individually. We had to, mm. we had to join, like even me and Nina couldn't move up as fast as we wanted to. So it was like, it, this whole, that whole thing was calculated. We decided to live with them for two years. And Dang. when, when Dang you know a lot of specs on it. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, and I, I'm sure they don't mind me telling the story. This is shout out to, to Jeff and Rebecca. Um, we, we, Rebecca's a childhood friend. Um, Jeff is, is, is my brother. Um, great people. Um, solid people, man. Big, big, big hearts, bro. Um, they were, they were living in an apartment and, and they were ready to move up naturally. Right. Everybody wants to get a house and be professional. And, and, and at the point, they were at a point in their lives where Rebecca was in school and she was going to be a teacher and Jeff was going through his school to be a software engineer. And we were all friends and we had our situation when I was living in Pine Hills where the house we were living in, bro, we were, we were going to lose it. We were going to lose the house. And that's, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And that, that's a whole nother situation, but it wasn't by, choice of it wasn't by me not paying for the rent towards the end there it was just it's a bad a bad situation man which i ain't really gonna right, speak right. about on here but it's a bad situation okay so we're in the decision board of what are we gonna do we're we gonna leave a house in pine hills and move to an apartment which might have been probably guaranteed to be a nicer apartment i mean you know what I'm saying? But are we going to get stuck in a two-year lease? Yada, yada, yada. This is what we want to do. That's when my times got real dark, bro. But my times were getting dark before that because I lived in that house for nine years. Nine? Nine, bro. I'd say the last the last two or three, I was like, I was watching everyone just buy houses, bro. I was, saw Christian in like his second house or third house, maybe. You know, people buying cars yeah. and houses and stuff. And I was like, dang, man, how come I can't do this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So it got dark. So then that happened. So we talked with them. And this, man, it just it just happened so quick. We were like, let's just move in together for two years and let's stack up. Let's split the bills between four people. Let's let's make this wow. happen. So we did it. And um, we all stuck to it. And it was hard, bro. It was very at the very beginning. It was hard, bro. It was it was it was mentally, mentally taxing on me as an adult, as a as a father, mentally taxing on me, bro. That this is what I had to do, so my kids can have decent, have somewhere decent to stay. Because before that was Pine Hills, people getting killed right outside the door. Mm-hmm. So. It was taxing, bro. So on the back end, 
it was very probably probably one of the darkest times in my life mm. on the front end on Facebook. It was the kids get to play on the swing that came with the house outside. Everything's great. People mm. come over. Oh, this is, this house is so big and wow, y'all have so much room. And mm. I mean, we got four adults split rent on the house, man. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be big. Like, but when everyone left, there was battles in there, bro. When you're an adult, man, living with we living with other adults, it, it, it it's hard, man. You know, I can imagine. And I and I felt to a point where for like the two years, sometimes I feel like I didn't even raise my own family. Like everyone had a hand in mm. playing my role, raising raising my kids, and it it bothered me, bro. So we did it. We grinded hard, man. We grinded really hard. We saved. That's when my mentality changed. That's when everything changed for me. And I realized, okay, I just had, to, I just needed a little bit of help to get a grasp around what was going on. And then when, when I finally started to, that's when I started trying to lift heavy is when I got that little grasp. And then from there, it kept running, man. So yeah, I'm very blessed in my situation, man. Um, shout out to them, but it's continue. It's, 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 it's always, it's ongoing, man. Like getting it is hard and keeping it is hard too. Yeah. Yeah. If I can interject, that's how I feel, how I've been feeling for a while. It's like, if I had just a little bit of help, just a little bit to float me and just like, Oh, okay. And then the cat just push me off. And be like, yeah, bro, I didn't take no L by you attaching to me for a minute. And now you're in a better position by attaching for me, attaching to me for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's how I feel, you know, sometimes, well, a lot of the times, you know, and I saw you, I saw y'all bounce back and I didn't know all the, the ins and outs of it. I just know I was a straight up hater. Because I wanted some of that, yeah. you know, I needed, I needed some of that. So naturally I was proud of the results, but, but through the struggle, I was like, dang, bro, must be nice. I mean, and that's just me being totally transparent and honest with you. I appreciate you doing that. And let me tell you, Justin, you, you're the only one that's admitted to that because I know a lot of people feel that way and I get it. I understand why, but we, we, Mm-hmm. We got some shade. People started acting different. People were saying we were acting different. And wow, um, yeah, I know me and you weren't really talking, talking at that time. But even with my close mm-hmm. friends, bro, like it was just people was feeling some type of way, and um, and I was feeling some type of way too. Like, like it was it was a little bit of embarrassment on my side, bro. It was mm-hmm. like this is what I had to do. Like I felt like. I felt like I was weak, man. And um, okay, I can, I can see that. Yeah, it yeah. was it was actually a lot of embarrassment, and I and I'm admitting that, bro. I was embarrassed about it because I was like, "You work so hard, and you have these skills, but you're just not you're not providing for your family like you're supposed to." So, um, I I reclused myself from my friends. People would make group, man. Mm. People would make group texts, bro. Francis, we ain't heard from you in a while, and what's up, bro? I'll just leave the group checks, bro. Like, you can see it on your phone. 
Like I didn't want to talk to nobody, man. I was in a dark spot, bro, and I felt I felt worthless and felt like I wasn't well good enough and all that stuff, man. So there was some darkness well, behind it. Yeah, well, did the did the cushion you know that you was building did it lessen the blow of the of the darkness? Like, did you see the light at the end of it? Yeah, I did, man. Okay. Um, okay. But it, but it, you know, we did our two years. And we agreed to, we verbally agreed to do one more year lease because we weren't ready. But Jeff and Rebecca, they were ready. So they came home one day after we just had the conversation about extending the lease and we're like, we're going to build a house. And um, that got dark for a second. And I was like, dang, okay. All right. And the, but the same, you know, I, I wanted to, be like but you said but you said and mm-hmm. i was like okay there's no reason for me to be upset that someone wants to move up and and there's no reason for me to hold them back to help me out like like you committed your two years tier how can i ask any more of you especially with you guys not having kids and you guys essentially helping me raise my kids for these two years so that happened and I was looking, and we were right there, but just not all the way ready to buy a house. So we ended up okay. staying with them in their new house for like nine months. What? Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They had a, they had a three-bedroom house, and we occupied bedroom two and three for nine months, bro. Wow. So here we are moving in. So now, not only for two years did I have to... Live with people, which it was. It had some great times, bro. But it had some dark times. But now I've got to move in someone into their new house. It's there. It's there. They the shot callers. I'm the guest. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and in that that time, I'm beating up myself like motherfucker. Why would? Why did you? Why are you here still? Like, what's going on? So so. Before that happened, that's when I was changing jobs at the phone companies, scratching, bro, scratching at the wall, trying to make stuff happen, and stuff started firing off, bro, and then we just got, we, we finally got our funds together, talked to the right people, um, and it happened, man. We we got in a house that we didn't think we, we would get, and that's just talking to the right people and doing it at the right time, man. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say no help at all. Like Jeff and Rebecca, big time, helped us out, and and and, and I, it was a mutual thing. Like we all benefited from it, but but they definitely um, dealt with a lot more um, than I would have ever put up with, especially living with me, bro. Um, they have, <laughs> you know, they did take. I don't want to say they take. I don't want to say they took the bulk of the load, but they definitely made a, a big, bigger sacrifice. You know, because uh, we had the kids and things, and that's just the way we made it happen, bro. So, you know, my suggestion to that is if you can make it happen with some help, do it. And then, like, in your in your own house, um, the more income, the better, right? So if, 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 if people have opportunity to contribute in just the littlest ways, you know, it—, it it gives everyone a sense of pride to say, "Okay, I've, I'm putting it into this this nest too," 
Like some of this is me. Like like this this here, the water's running because of me, or the, we watching cable because of me. You know what I mean? Right. And and it lightens the load for for everybody. If you got people to put in, have them put in, man. And and if you're getting to a financial goal, you got a financial plan. The more people putting in, the faster you're gonna get there, man. You can do two people can do the work of three people. More than one can do the work of two. You'll get there faster. So, just something to evaluate, man. Just something to think about. But, yeah, but um, you know, if I didn't just say that. It has to be a different, a different way of life. Knowing that it's almost like having insurance. So, so you're gonna drive this car, knowing that if I get in a wreck, somebody got me. They could either replace this, they could cash me out, whatever. It's, it's that insurance. I don't have that insurance feeling in my life, in my adult life at all. I don't have it. So it makes me just this rebel when I go about doing things because the the, the times that I have asked for help, and I'm talking about dying straights and heart beating and you're making that call or some lights fixing to go off. Mm-hmm. When I get that no, and I'm not trying to get emotional, just saying it, but I've, I've, I've been to that dark side so many times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and you get that no, it's like, you know what? I'm not asking nobody for nothing ever again, dude. I don't care if I got to sell the socks in this piece. I'm not asking nobody for nothing. Yeah. And it, and I just become that hard exterior person. Yeah. And this is this is who I am. And so when people meet me or whatever, and they may see that, that cocky and that confidence is on the same spectrum. So however you perceive it to be is... It's who I am, but it's reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely reasoning behind it. It's not I'm just walking, you know. But um, like I say, a lot of envious jealousy was because I saw it, and it's like, man, dude, I just I wish I, I wish I, I wish I had a bailout sometime, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. I can understand the way you feel, bro. But man, I don't feel that way, Justin. About it, man. Like I don't know. Like all I can do is say that, man. Um, if you're in a situation you feel like you need some help, bro, don't don't hesitate to call me. Like like yeah. for real, man. Like like us being an island, asking for help as an as an adult is very difficult. But sometimes people, that's all they need is just a lit, little bit. Or they might need to hear a different way to do something, and it's like, bam! I didn't think about that. So mm-hmm. I asked you. I asked you for help for. I helped you ask you for help for one thing, such as paying for something. But now you told me a whole different way I can fix this. So it's one thing we're all yeah. guilty of is asking for help, bro. But we got to be better at doing it. Yeah, but and and not to just keep keep going to the negative, but. If you not so so, you know, like I speak in analogies. So what I'm saying is, if you knock nine times and got no, you expecting me to knock the tenth time, or, or are you just saying I should just pick a different door to knock at? 
Yeah. Um, every no is closer to a yes. You, you say what now? Every no is closer to a yes. I still didn't catch what you said. Every no is closer to a yes. Oh, every no is closer to a yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you can go asking for more help or you can ask for help a different type of way. So instead of saying, okay, let's say the power bill is $400 and it's about to get turned off and I don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, can I borrow $400 and I'll pay you back when I get it? Mm, a lot of people just don't have $400 like that. Right. I mean, a lot of people do, but, you know, money is money, right? Yeah. Like money's money, mm-hmm. it, it 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 don't grow on trees, right? You can you can go around and say, "Hey, I've been struggling. Um, I got behind on my bills. My power bill is four hundred dollars. It's about to get turned off. Do you know any any type of way where I can take care of this without having to put a strain on anybody else?" Hmm. Okay. Right. That's a different way of asking. So now it's not directly asking that person for money. It's asking for their advice on how they would take care of this. I see that. Right. So they might be able to tell you of a program or something or. Extensions. Um, or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And they're going to go through that, you know, call the power company, talk about the ex- like an extension on your bill. Um, church might be having a program. Um, Salvation Army might be able to help you or man I see what you're saying and I see that you're trying to fix it not just ask for money I'll go ahead and just give you the money so there's just different ways about it man because people like to help people who are seen trying to help themselves you know what I mean you're not going to keep helping you're not even helping anybody. You're not even really helping anybody by just giving them, giving them if they're not doing anything. It's almost like, okay. it's almost like somebody asks you, can, can you, an adult who's, I don't even say adult, a person that's capable of feeding themselves, but they ask you for $20 every day for food, knowing that they're going to be hungry again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they go, they go, you give them the money, they go get the food, and they go to the room and sit down and watch TV and eat it. And they don't do anything to go get themselves food later. It's yeah. like, like you, you have to ask for, you know, nothing wrong with asking for help, but you have to show some type of drive or something that you're trying to ch- turn something around. And people, people have answers that we never think about. When we're, when we're in stuck in situations like that. So I think it's all about the way of asking. Um, and then just grinding, bro. Like, just keep grinding, man. And I'm not feeling that, that you're in a situation like that now, Justin. I'm just, I'm just saying overall. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. This is, we're, we're talking about old, old, the way it used to be, but. Yeah, man. It's just all about perspective, about asking, really asking for help 
or just asking for a temporary fix. And temporary fixes, man, are just temporary. It's going to happen all again next week, next month, whatever it may be. I got a question. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody could have threw you a bone and the bone did get thrown and the money was still spent with with somebody else, but that bone could have helped you in a situation beyond measure? And not saying that the person owed it to you, but you don't understand why you didn't get it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, 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 it puts a bitter taste in your mouth. Like, I need a roof done, and I know my boys do roofs. And if you already got the money allocated for the roof. Even if you found a dude to help you save a couple hundred dollars, you're going to go with the other dude when your boy's right there with the hammer and nails in his hand. That's crazy to me. That's beyond, beyond crazy to me. I could never, I would never understand that when it comes to humans. I just, or so-called friends. Mm-hmm. I'll never understand that, dog. Period. Like, but am I am I tripping? We all guilty of it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, there's Oprah Winfrey's out there, and everybody don't get a book. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's just people choose who they want to help at the time, and man, sometimes people give to flex. You know, and if they feel Mm. like it's not a a strong enough flex or a public enough flex for for someone to give to you, they're just not going to give to you. Or sometimes people really don't have it, man. Like, people put off the perception that, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then it really comes down to it. They really don't got it. Um, I could be it too, man. And people feel some type of way. Like, oh, dang, I know you got it, but you don't give it to me. So, <laughs> could be that. But when you turn well, around and see <clears throat> give it to somebody else, man, whole different story. Bro. Yeah. Maybe they feel yeah, like they've been I'm, burned one time by you or something. I don't know. Uh, I well, have that happen well, to me plenty of times, though. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about something that's, I'm going to say smaller, but okay. You've been with a company before, and they have a lunch budget. They want to feed, you know, the crew or whatever. I mean, everybody's working with a company big enough to do that. You mm-hmm. know, on this Friday, on this Friday, they got five five hundred to $1,000 just, just to feed everybody. Mm-hmm. So... I've been burnt on that level before. And then you said it was going to happen. Then I get prepped for it to happen. And then you go with Joe Blow down the street. Uh-huh. The money's already there. The money, the money's there. You just handing it off. You you handing it off to the Francis and Jet this way, or you handing it off to McDonald's this way. That's, it's, so when you burn me, it's it's kind of it's kind of tough because it's like the person didn't owe you that, but your mouth done got wet for it. You know what I mean? You like, mm-hmm. bro, that's a quick that's a quick seven fifty, that's mm-hmm. a quick seven fifty for four hours of our time, dude. We can go we can go flip this real quick, and it's legal. You know, it's an actual business. I have LLCs and and all of the 
things in place and bank accounts and all that stuff. And sometimes people just burn you, and then it's very discouraging. Yeah. It's very discouraging for yeah for you to for you to just bounce back and just say, okay, on to the next, you know. And, mm-hmm. and somebody say, oh man, just keep your head up. Say, okay, I got you. Man, so, I don't. That know. happens. I get it, bro. Mm-hmm. That happens. They made a decision for whatever reason they did, man. I don't know if they're getting a better mm-hmm. deal, whatever. Um, I would say don't carry it. It's business. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. But um, when it comes, like, I understand, like, for yours, it's it's catering. For mine, it was, like, doing audio and video stuff for somebody. Ah, okay. I would go. I would go real deep into getting them a quote and going over with a real fine tooth comb of like, you're going to get this, this, and this is how I'm going to do it. And people know that I would put quality behind it just because of the type of work I do. And then I turned to come around to find out I gave the whole playbook for the next person to do it cheaper. Wow. Which is a, which is a big slap in the face. Right. Then it's like, okay, sucks. Right. Cause I already spent time that I didn't charge for just picking up the phone, talking to you, man, you talk, you call a big company. I mean, even like a lawyer, bro, you call, talk, you get that lawyer in the phone. He's, he's, he's billing you, bro. For the phone conversation. So I felt like that, man, what I would do next time they come around, this is what I did. My instance, man, the other guy, he, he, he didn't do what he said. I was like, what do you mean? He didn't do what I said I was going to do. Or he didn't do what he said he was going to do. Well, he just, it's all messed up, man. Can you come fix it? Mm, let me think about it. Let that sit a little bit. All right, I'll come fix it. What's your price? My price is more than what I charged for the first time. Straight up, man. Somebody do that to you, bro. Charge them more the next time. It ain't necessarily getting your lick back, but you got it. You're just making it known that your time is valuable. And I'm not here to help you fix a bad decision when we already talked about how it's going to go the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just business, man. And sometimes doing business with friends, it ain't really the best thing to do, man. Thanks. Yeah. Friends and family business, man. I, I learned that the hard way, bro. The hardest way, man, because your friends and family, they're going to feel the most type of way for if, if stuff don't go sideways. And I get it, man. I've been there, done it. I've been the guy. Who, I've been the guy who couldn't pay back. Been the guy ducking, man. Been the guy who looked at you and all I saw was a hundred dollars. You know, it don't feel Dang. good. Bro. It don't feel good, man. It, it 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 ruins relationships, man. It does. So Dang, you don't been on the other side of it. Oh man, oh, bro, we who has it, man? <laughs> like we all don't go around being like, yeah, man. You know. I owe so-and-so some money, so if they're going to be at the party, man, you know, I ain't going to be there because I owe them some money, you know. <laughs> can't come up, you know, with a crease in my pants, but I ain't got their $20 I said I was going to give. I can't do that, so I'm sick, dog. I ain't going to make it, you know. It's just it's just not, you know, it's just it just ruins the whole thing, bro. How much opportunity you can miss over $20, man? It's crazy. Yeah, well, I must say 
I've been on the I've been on the positive side when it comes to that because of of my mentality of of, of borrowing and and all of that. So I much rather be the giver than the receiver. Yeah, always, always, and, man. <clears throat> you know, so like I said, the times I I did have to borrow, and I I'm a I'm an advocate about this. I said, man, you got to pay the people you can see first, man. Bump a credit card bill and all that other stuff. But yeah. if I owe you money, dude, it's going to weigh on me like 10 bricks when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Or, if, or, if, or if, if you call me, man, your name on the ID going to look like $100, dog. Like, it's just going to, yeah. it's, it's going it's going to bother me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I be, try man. not to, yeah, like, I don't, I'm not that dude. Like, you can't say Jed owe me some money. You just can't. Yeah. You just can't. And But my problem is I could be over here eating ramen and beans when I could have just asked you to float me, and it could have been a better situation for me and my kids. But my pride get in the way mm-hmm. of of changing that, changing my situation. Like, you know what? We're just going to struggle for the next two weeks, and it'll be all right, mm-hmm. you know. I get it. And, 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 I'm going to say this. Yes, you're absolutely correct about the extra money. You know, it is always going to help. But you're talking to a person who's survived every storm financially and raised six people on the single. So it's hard for me to, hell yeah, some more will help. But you can't tell me I can't do it. Oh, I'm not this saying way. you can't do it, but no, 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 not you. But I'm just saying, in general, my mind is like, watch this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, watch, watch this. You know, I'm gonna get the same house. I'm gonna get the same car. I'm gonna get the. It's it's almost like a a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if if it just if these little life hiccups wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't happen in a row, shoot, I could I could stack some major coins. I know I could. Mm-hmm. I know I could. It's just the shit just don't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just don't it don't go that way. But, but yeah, man. But this one was fun, dude. This one was yeah, fun. I gotta give me good. something to eat, bro. Yeah, so much for a test, huh? Hour forty seven. <laughs> So much for a freaking test, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, so much for a test. But hey, man, I, I don't know, man. I think we might post this one. I'll just put a disclaimer on there. We'll see what happens. Man. All right, all right, Jet. Well, um, if you're listening, because we decided to post this, appreciate you sticking it out. I know the audio quality ain't the same, but. We're working on a remote session because Justin and I got a lot to talk about and we just not in each other's vicinity to do it face to face. Um, So we're going to figure it out. But um, if you're listening, appreciate it. Thanks for dealing with the audio problems, the hang up and all that. And we're going to figure it out. So um, this was a test run, maybe an episode. It is what it is. But anyway, you go about it. It is the Jet Brown, it is the Father Francis, and it is the Southern Sauce Podcast, and we stand on that. So, y'all have a good one.